Hello, and welcome back to Indie Author Weekly. This is the podcast for indie authors, aspiring authors, and curious bookworms who want the inside scoop, tips and motivation, and behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, or at Sagan Lives on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm a productivity strategist and author of polyamorous rom-coms. Now, have you ever wondered just how how much sex should be in a romance novel? Well, that's exactly what we are discussing on today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. By the way, you can now get all Indie Author Weekly podcast episodes, plus updates on my writing projects, delivered directly to your inbox each week at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now, let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today, I want to share a few thoughts about sex in romance novels. As you know, I am a romance novelist, and specifically, I write polyamorous romantic comedies. Now, when people find out that I write romance novels, they immediately think that this means that I write super steamy novels that have tons of sex in them, especially because there's a misconception that polyamory, which is a form of ethical non-monogamy, automatically means lots of sex. (laughs) And sure, it absolutely can, but it's not a requirement. By the way, this is also a comment that I get a lot when people find out I'm polyamorous too. They just assume that it's all about the sex. Don't get me wrong, sex is great, but there are a lot of other elements at play here. Alright, so getting back to today's topic, how much sex should be in a romance novel? Part of this is about reader expectation, but as an author, you are probably never going to please 100% of your readers. That's basically impossible. A better approach is to address the sex in your novel the same way that you address any other scene. So this means asking yourself questions like, why do I want to include this? Does it contribute to the story? Does it make sense for the characters, their relationship, and the plot? All of that kind of thing. Sex doesn't need to be any different than anything else in your story. Of course, there really should be some form of sex if you're writing an erotica novel because that's kind of the point of those stories, right? I mean, I love erotica and erotic romance, and honestly, I would be pretty disappointed if there wasn't any sex. Like, that's why I picked up the novel. Give me some great sex scenes, please and thank you. Then again, if I'm reading Chiclet, I'm not really expecting sex to be in there. If there is, then cool. If not, that's cool too. It's not a cornerstone element of that particular subgenre of romance. So that is an important consideration. What subgenre of romance are you writing and what are the elements of that subgenre? What will your readers expect? In this case, reader expectation is pretty important when you are looking at the particular subgenre. I definitely struggle with figuring out how much sex to include in my rom-coms. Romantic comedies don't generally have a defined expectation of how much sex should be in them, if any. And by the way, if you as a reader or a watcher of rom-coms have a different opinion on this, then I would really love to hear that. Post your thoughts on Twitter or Instagram and tag me at SaganLives so we can discuss it. 
I've played around a lot with the types and the amount of sex in the rom-coms that I write. So far, I have published seven books in the Polyamorous Passion series, and there are steamy scenes in every novella. But some of them have more explicitly sexy scenes, and others just touch more briefly on it. Some form of sex happens in every novel that I have published, to date. But that doesn't mean that we always see the sex happening on the page. As an author, I really love writing the build-up to sex scenes. If you have read book 7, Her Bad Idea, then you will know that I adore a good slow burn romance. Mm, so, so good. And that book actually focuses more on solo sex, for example, because that relationship is such a slow burn. Whereas with Helen's story, I think by books 5 and 6 in the Polyamorous Passion series, we see more sex actually happening with partners on the page. Sex happens in all of my books. We just don't always get a full play-by-play -play of it. It's a question I ask myself every time I'm writing a new novel. How much sex should I include in this story? How much sex are my characters having? And is it a good fit for the reader to see it happening? For my upcoming rom-com, rom Small Town Stilettos, this was so hard because I had some great ideas for sex scenes and I actually wrote a couple of super steamy sex scenes, like the best sex scenes that I have ever written. But then I realized that I didn't want this novel to have any actual sex in it on the page. I like that this particular book is super sex positive, but that it also doesn't need to, have, need to have that sex to be on the page for it to be made apparent that it is sex positive, right? I actually really liked this idea of writing a very sex positive book without any explicit sex scenes in it. I think that that's an important aspect of being sex positive. We don't need to see it happening, right? And to get a little, little meta, doing this also works especially well for this particular story, Small Town Stilettos, since that entire novel is based on those sorts of themes of duality and that kind of thing. So it actually works perfect <laughs> that I'm, I'm writing the story in this way. And to be honest, you know, another aspect of this was that I thought it would be kind of nice to write a mostly PG rom-com for once, partly so that my friends and family can read it without feeling uncomfortable. And I, I totally know that, you know, if anyone in my life feels uncomfortable with my novels, that's totally their problem and not mine. But still, it was a choice that I made with this novel. And I really like having something a little different than how I write the core polyamorous passion series. It's really good to experiment and play with these kinds of things as an author. So as a result, I have removed the sex scenes from Small Town Stilettos that I wrote in the very first draft, and now all of the sex happens off the page. What I'm tempted to do, and again, I would love your thoughts on this, is to write an erotic short, you know, like a novelette or something like that, featuring all of the sex scenes in the novel that you don't actually see on the page. I think that this would be a lot of fun and a really great workaround so that people who are reading Small Town Stilettos and want to be able to read the sex scenes will actually be able to read them in like a really short novella or novelette type of thing. So again, connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at SaganLives. Let me know what you think. If you like this idea, then I will totally do that. 
I would love to hear from you though. But in the meantime, small town stilettos is what they call a closed door romance, rom-com. My readers are used to having a little bit of steam (laughs) in the books that I write, so it will be interesting to see if stepping away from my norm ends up being an issue for them. Then again, this is also the first spin-off book from the core Polyamorous Passion series, and it's also written in the first person, whereas all of my other novels so far are in the third person. So in that sense, I think that there's enough that's different about this novel that it's not going to be an issue. Ultimately, there is no one right way or no right, one right answer to that question of how much sex should there be in a romance novel. Like I mentioned earlier, I really like treating sex the same as anything else in my novels. Does it add to the story? How does it connect back to our particular character, relationship dynamic, plot point, etc.? And frankly, is this sex scene any good? I mean, if you're going to include any kind of scene in your novel, of course you want it to be decent. And that goes for the sex too. Is it a decent sex scene? I have written possible sex scenes in the past and then written them out of a novel because I didn't particularly like them, for example. I really like featuring sex as a way to showcase character development and relationships, all of that kind of thing. So for example, in books four to six in the Polyamorous Passion series, we see that Helen, the main character in those three books, who we previously thought of as a more traditional, conventional sort of person, she gets a little adventurous with her sex life. We see her using her sex life as a way to explore what she truly wants from life. We see her trusting other people via her sexuality. We see her relinquishing control in the bedroom and in other places. And we see this whole other side to her that Emma refused to see in the first three books in the series when those stories were written through Emma's eyes instead of Helen's. In that sense, the sex scenes in books four to six of the Polyamorous Passion series are extremely powerful and really, really important for the actual progression of the story. And, you know, plus a bonus to that is that you might just find them kind of hot when you're reading them too. And a sidebar, the Polyamorous Passion series is available on Kobo, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places online. You can also get them directly from my website at saganmorrow.com books. Happy reading. Okay, end of sidebar. While we're on this subject of sex in romance novels, what even is our definition of sex? One of the things that I love about the ethical slut which is basically the polyamory Bible in the polyamory community. One of the things that I really love about that book is that the authors are extremely free and liberal with the concept of sex. And at one point in that book, they say something about how, you know, we're having sex with you right now while you're reading this book. (laughs) And yeah, I love that. I mean, think about it, right? Besides the obvious factor that physical sex does not have to be or include intercourse, There's also phone sex, sexting, all forms of sex that do not necessarily involve physical sex. One of my favorite sex scenes that I've written is when one character, Helen, has a nocturnal orgasm. Dream sex can totally count. 
And this also goes back to what I mentioned before with buildup and foreplay being more of what I think I personally tend to focus on as an author with my sex scenes. Foreplay is sex, right? The buildup and the sexual tension can be a form of sex in and of itself. My point is that the definition of sex is malleable. It can actually be pretty loose and vague. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. The last point that I want to mention on our topic of how much sex should there be in a romance romance novel is that there are plenty of asexual romance novels. And from an inclusivity standpoint, romance novels can absolutely 100% be sex-free. Of course, you know, people who are asexual might still have sex, but there are a lot of readers who might have no interest in sex. And there can be plenty of romance without sex. Romance and sex are not synonymous. We can have one without the other, or any combination or any ratio of the two of them together. And none of that diminishes the validity of a particular relationship or how romantic or how sexy it is. We can have sexy experiences without sex as well. And again, all of this is said, you know, regardless of what our definition of sex might be. At the end of the day, romance novels can have as much or as little sex as you want. They can be as explicit or as vague as you want. Sex can be in every chapter or just happen once. You have so many options as the author, and it's always best to come back to what's true for this particular story rather than trying to force a particular amount or type of sex into your story. What is true for your story? That's the real question to always ask yourself. All right, that, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. And I think that's the most I've ever said the word sex in a 14-minute period, so you are welcome. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources at sakenmorrow.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate your support. Until next week, this is Sagan Morrow signing off the Indie Author Weekly Podcast.